Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master, welcoming you once again to the pre-show, the pre-game of the game, as always. You know, I gotta tell you guys, I'm really loving this AP. As I explained to the Hard Slingers, and you'll hear it in a few moments after this, uh, we're actually, this is episode 45 of our Dragon's Demand run-through. And ironically, I think I was discussing how our book one of Carrying Crown, I think, made it to episode 32, with 33 was about leaving Ravengrow and how everybody kind of picked up the pieces and they said goodbye to all the den the denizens that were there in Ravengrow and whatnot. And both of these APs are 64 pages long, so I mean, we're getting a lot of mileage out of this this Dragon's Demand run through. But I think a lot of it is because of all of the role play that these guys are doing, and and I really really enjoy dm and and watching these guys just batter back and forth it doesn't always have to be about the combat about the yeah you know get another dice in your hand i want to see the, the interaction anyways if speaking of interaction if there's anything that you guys want to interact with me or any of the other fellow hard slingers why don't you go ahead and drop us an email at full hard 20 podcast at gmail.com visit the website check out all of the uh the different pages and, and venues you can see the hard slingers and the hard slingers of yore on there and all of our different ap's and you could download all the old episodes from there as well we have them all on there speaking of which you could visit any one of those old uh, ap's or any of those episodes on any one of the the famous podcast apps that you listen to the show on uh, feel free to leave us that five star rating and review on whatever app you do listen to the show on remember it goes a long way in helping us journey up and speaking of that, uh, it's weird because I get like all kinds of emails every once in a while of people that say, yeah, you know, we checked out the website. Let us know how we can help you. You know, like they want me to question. Give me some questions. No, no. You know what? We're doing just fine. What we need is we need more fellow slingers like all you all out there listening to the show. Remember, write into the show and let us know. So I'm not going to waste any more time. So how about we just warm up our dice and top off our glass? As Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode 45 of our Dragon's Demand run through. You little devil. Um, sometimes I make that up on the fly, but I didn't this time. I actually put a little thought into it. I watched that. Um, I finished watching that last night on Amazon. That's a good show. Jack Reach around. Yeah, exactly. Jack Reach around. <laughs> Are they on a second season? Is that that no, one guy from the? Uh... Oh, okay. Maybe that's not first the same season. one. Nope. Look, first David season. just can't get his shit together. Yeah, there was another show that, that they had. You run the, the four eighty six. Uh, the Office. I can't remember his <laughs> name. But he became like Steve some... Carell. No, not not him. I no, know no, him. no. You're are you thinking of uh, Jack Ryan? That's who you're thinking about. Now. Jack Ryan, probably. Yeah. He started doing like a. He did what, like thirteen hours. Yep. He's he married. Doing David, like are few... you gonna join us or? Uh, I'm, we just gonna I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying. Can you hear me? I can yeah, hear we can you. Hear you. Can hear you. you. There oh, you are. There he is. <laughs> There's that face. Hey. Oh Lord. Sorry. You know this is uh this is live. Sorry. There's a new there, there's a new show coming out that looks really good called Tokyo Vice on HBO Max. 
Oh, I have to oh, check that out. We're one of the producers. One of the producers is Michael Mann, who did Miami, Miami Vice. Vice and yep. Heat too, right? He did Heat also. Go watch that trailer. It looks really good. What's it called? Tokyo uh, Man. Tokyo Vice. Oh, to what's oh, the plot Tokyo summary? Man. Is it you know? If you had to give like the Reader's Digest, what? Uh, American uh, reporter um, in Japan um, reporting on the Yakuza. Ooh, Ooh I like that. Yeah. At like some that. point, does he join them? No, it's oh. got uh, Ken Watanabe in it. Oh, yeah. Um, from a dude from a hangover. Last from Samurai. Last Samurai, Godzilla, um, Godzilla. Inception. Yes. Yep. All of that. He always plays like a Azusa. He always plays an Asian. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> He's typecast. He can play other things. Uh, yeah, it looks really good though. I don't know. It always looks like a villain. I think we're going to have to stretch outside the box there. I <laughs> 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 got Ryan in profile. He's not happy. Oh, sorry. I'm actually. I was trying. So to answer the 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 NPC question, I was actually trying to look up the name of the NPC on like the old wiki that we maintained on obsidian portal for the old game okay while you're looking that up let me go ahead and lead us in been a, been a while guys yeah. greetings fellow it's slingers welcome back to roll the hard 20 podcast is i your trusted dungeon master brian and with me the hard slingers yeah. <laughs> episode 45 of our dragons demand run through uh, you know, as I mentioned previously, uh, if there are any rules or mechanics that you would like for us to answer, please feel free to write into the show at worldhard20podcast at gmail.com. I'm sure that if I fail to give you the answer, my man Ryan can take care of that because that guy Maybe. is super, super smart. So uh, please feel obsessed. free to write in. Yes. Obsessed? Yes. Yes, he totally is. Obsessed? So I recently <laughs> had a snafu with my player's handbook. Uh the center of it fell out about 40 pages of it right out of the binding. So I actually contacted wizards and spoke to an individual named Marlo, Marlo, not Merlot, Marlo. And uh, he's going to send me out a new book because it, right it is from the first printing. So I was pretty happy Ooh. about that. I sent him in some pictures and we did it all via chat and everything. And he said, okay, watch your mail. Hi, Marlo. Marlo. Thanks, make man. me hunt you down, Marlo. Very nice. Also, First print too. Yeah. yeah. Just send us your address and we'll all come by with some beers. Yeah. Let me see that got like all this stuff barely hanging in there. When was this thing produced? August, 2014. So uh, also oh, Gary huh. Kilgore. Yeah. Our Scottish dragonborn. <laughs> he emailed me a question for myself and the rest of you hard slingers. Do I slash we have a favorite NPC. And I emailed each of you and uh, said that I wanted to broaden that and say, and add villain to that as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around the room and around the digital rage room and ask each of you. And it doesn't have to be from one of our own AP. It could be an AP you ran or ran in or whatever. So let's go with Junior, you first, babe. Oh, uh, hands down. How could I not love Kendra? The banter back and forth between Alice and Kendra. Yeah. That had to be my favorite NPC interaction. And her daddy was racist against half elves. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. Damn, I know you're a wood elf. Straight up wood elf. elf. 
Wouldn't help. It'd make Petros Lorimore sound like some old hillbilly. Yeah, he totally <laughs> was. He's old school. Shotgun waiting. It's all right. Chris, Kendra didn't mind. What did you have in mind for your favorite NPC slash villain that you have encountered in the past? Riders of the Storm, Edinger. Oh, yes. Well, I dug Edinger. <laughs> Edinger was one hell of an NPC. Freaking 80 year old dude still out there fighting. <laughs> and no spoilers, awesome. but uh, he ends up the way most of my NPCs wind up. Uh, Ryan, did you, did you find what you were yeah. looking for? Yeah, I did. Um, so I had the distinct pleasure um, uh, of being in a particularly long campaign that went on for like eight years or something like that. Um, one of the first uh, NPCs we had met was Madman Marlowe. And he was basically a retired adventurer that uh, was like up in the hills behind the the town that we kind of started in and he wound up being someone that the uh the party had run across and got a little direction from for like one of their first adventures and i remember a particular interaction where he's like here you're going to need these and he puts down a, a lead file and a glass file and he says alchemist fire healing potion stops looks at them both uh switches them alchemist fire healing potion there you go <laughs> and it was just it was delightful it was what by an inspiration of a dm for me um if you ever do happen to listen um uh, andy french you're amazing and i appreciate everything i've learned from you well i hope andy listens to the show if he doesn't next time you see him take his device and subscribe to the show for him he'll appreciate it later on david i'm sure he will i was gonna go actually into uh carrying crown like junior two um i really like the father charlatan character the villain um oh, because yeah. he's he's different and um i actually ran that so i knew how it gives you the um like the tactics and it's different than just like lurk in the corner and then hit them with surprise attack it's like they don't even know you're there and whoever leaves the room last is now haunted and then like you're supposed to take the player into another room and tell them this whole thing where like they know there's something weird, but then the other players are seeing their body like on the ground. It's it's isn't it the last awesome. person to or the person to touch him or the last person to leave the room? It, like if somebody touches his his rope or something, like his his, his book uh, or something, he yeah, a, yeah, yeah, something book. like that. Yeah, but, I remember uh, that. I just like that it was like so non-traditional, but they were playing with the mechanics a little bit. And there was like, like it forced you to role play with people and separating the party like that to where one guy is like mentally thinking what's going on with my character. And then the other people are like, he's dying. What do we do? He's dying. Well, I remember that or uh, she's dying. When, when you guys ran through carrying crown junior, you and the rest of the group, you guys actually took out the baddest baddie first. And I was like, you guys totally went out of order, but I, you know, I didn't say anything, but I was like, that's what happens when it's open world. Grease this guy. <laughs> well, I'm going to cheat. I've actually got three of them. And one of them is from Riders on the Storm. And that would be Fallant because he was a previous PC of mine. And I just liked how he became an NPC that after you guys decided to front kick in the door of his shack on Island of the Dam, that he just fireballed the shit out of you guys. I like that. Also from Carrion Crown, Murda Straylock who was a councilwoman. I really liked her because she had a lot of things going on in the background, a lot of things that uh, she was making deals with people that you guys were starting to find out 
and they, I think they ended up burning her house down, like consecrating her house. And none of that stuff was in the AP. It's just things that you guys started feeding into. And, was she the young foxy one? Yeah, she was the young one. And she was kind of at odds with the other older councilman. I, I can't remember his name at this time. but And then finally, Heisenberg from our Delta Green Scenarios. If you haven't listened to Delta Green Scenarios, you got to check those things out. By the way, each and every one of those APs can be found on any one of those podcast apps. Make sure you listen to them. You can download them. Leave that five-star rating and review. Oh, and by the way, Gary, of course, Arnold Debbie, the Baroness' son, who was portrayed by none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger, because who else would play such an impressive individual? I know you said that you wanted him to be played by Schwarzenegger. Of course, he's played by him. Can we all agree to do like a one shot where we're all doing Arnold voice? We're going to have to do that. The other day I was oh, talking to the hard slingers of y'all, Sam and Tony. We we're, we we're trying to schedule the, the DG uh, next playthrough. And uh, Sam had mentioned that he noticed that we were on episode 44 of the Dragon's Demand. And he, he was wondering uh, how many more episodes of this runaway train would there be? And I said, well, you know, we're, we're about two thirds of the way through it. And to get an understanding, Carrion Crown was 66, 64 pages long, and it ran for 33 episodes, the last episode being a, a farewell to Raven Grow. We're on episode 45, and we're still, we still got a third of this book left. And that's, that's all because of the role playing of you guys and, and, and the different ways that you guys do things and, and which is great. I mean, the content is different. The pacing is different than the other APs. And of course, the players, you guys are different with a different play style. And I guess I say it all the time, man. I'm really proud of you guys. It's yeah, me happy. In Carrion Crown, I think we spent a lot of time in the uh, town and getting to know a lot of the NPCs and before we even ended up in uh, the prison. Yeah. For the people at home, Chris just made the docking gesture. No, I was just oh. uh, following Warren. <laughs> and you know that gesture. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that only went for like, you guys didn't even get to the prison until I think episode 12. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. We are here for Dragon's Demand. So let's try to get through this runaway. So you guys had found your way into the lower levels of Hunclay's Manor. You entered into his, his more of like a, a construction type of a room where you found bits and pieces and a large mechanized unit that looked like it had been basically had exploded or imploded just taken damage where it's not doing anything anymore it's to be you found a hidden door which took you through a, a long hallway brought you up and around and you found the uh the latrine for hunkley's manor covered your ass there paizo you didn't put one in this place and then as you guys went down a hallway you saw that it forked to the east or continued going south. You went to the east for about, I think, 20 feet because there was a partially, there was a door partially ajar. And on the other side of the door, you heard a Now you have your marching order as Dempsey, Warren, Stabi, and Valadir. Is that the way you guys want to remain? I think so. Yep. Agreed. I'm good with it. Well, already then. Dempsey, you're at the door. 
tell me what you would like to do. I think um, Dempsey's going to turn to Warren and he's going to be like, Mr. Magic, you hear this noise. Is this one of these machines? Uh, I appear uh, kind of cock my head to the side a little bit and try to focus on the sound. Um, if it does anything, that's a whole seven on a perception check. Nothing. Okay. Can I, I, I am hearing this, right? If you're directly behind him, you're hearing it. I'm imagining that you guys are in five foot increments. It's to be, you don't hear it as well. You do hear some kind of a, a light commotion. Validir, you don't hear anything at all. Bringing up the rear like that. Okay. Um, uh, I just kind of like cock my head to the side a little bit, listen for mm, probably a solid like 10 seconds and then just totally I'm shaking my head. I, the, it is not loud enough for me to get any detail from it. I can barely hear it as is. Yeah, even though the door is partially jar, it's only maybe two feet open two feet. It's a 10 foot wide door too. It's oh. the same width as the hallway, but the door itself is thick. It's probably maybe six inches of wood that's banded with large iron bands and a handle, but there's no lock on it. So he wouldn't necessarily, this does not appear to be a door where he would try to keep, keep something locked away. Like he's not specifically keeping something in there or away or out from there. Are you asking me or are you making an insight check to that? Uh, I mean, I will make an insight check if I need to, but that is from the description, that. that is what uh, Warren is going to assume uh, with an insight of 14. You would think that the way the door is set up, that it's probably not trying to keep anything in or out. You don't mm -hmm. see a lock on the door, so it, it doesn't make sense that that would be that way. So, okay. and the just, door, the door isn't cracked, right? No, in fact, it's 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 a very well-made door. It's not that it's been recently oiled, but it's far from dry rotted or anything. Well, I meant like you know, it's not open where we could do the old looky loo through no, the, it's open by know, two feet. open it's open two feet it huh. swings in from the right to the left so the hinges are on your left side against the northern wall but they're on the inside of the room and the door is partially ajar I want to do like the guys from porkies and i'm just kind of like looking out like trying to see if there's anything good in there a little stealth okay and you as you look inside there I'm going to send you guys what the room looks like as I describe it to you. Dempsey, as you look inside, you see that this room is probably 20 feet by 30 feet, 20 feet from east to west, 30 from north to south. You see against the eastern wall, a small rickety table with a lone book on it. And in the southern part of the room, you see a large circle on the ground about 10 feet in diameter with these runes on it and in the center of this uh circle you see this small creature it looks 
almost like a baby cherub looking creature that's part human and part fly and it's looking at the door kind of hovering a little bit in the air <laughs> but it's not crossing the border of the the intricacies on the ground beneath it it's kind of like hovering above moving around the the interior circumference of it occasionally coming down on its on its insect like feet kind of pointing towards you towards the door so takes to the air again a little I, I think we might have another Lodo. Are you saying that out loud? Mm -hmm. I say that to Warren. You may want to get a look at this. <laughs> Looks like what was down in that cell. Oh, Lordy. I swear. I'll step into the room. Lodo was the, the homoculus that was in the mm -hmm. observatory. This is going to sound really like Arcanus, but to Dempsey, they all look the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's Arcanus. <laughs> uh, I will, I, I, I will like look at this thing and it like be almost just completely lost on its appearance as I, I take a moment and try to recall if I have read anything about a creature such as this. That's not terrible. That's a 17 on an Arcana. He definitely looks demonic. Mm -hmm. by a type of, of minor devil, perhaps. Well, doesn't, okay. Doesn't, is doesn't it a, fit demonic, though. Is it a demon or is it a devil? Because they're similar but different. I just said it looks mm -hmm. like a minor devil. Does not look like a demon. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't confuse me. How, how, <laughs> how tall is this thing? Or it's size small. Wise? It's probably it's probably Stabi's height. Maybe a little bit taller. Maybe four feet and four and a half feet somewhere in there. Okay. But um, it's robust I'll, and round. Is it naked? Uh, it's not wearing any clothes, but you really can't tell the the gender of this thing, other than it has short hair. But don't assume it's gender. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, i once inside the room and realizing that we're dealing with some form of a devil you will uh, tell everyone else do not go anywhere near that circle please i've been here so long please, please let me let me talk please and uh i will uh stand before it and kind of about so do you come into the room to actually mm -hmm. put your hand okay yes i will is he stand. alone or is or um, in well with dempsey him? said that he came in mm -hmm. i'm in okay. the room and i was making room for the other guys to come into valadir okay. wants to go in with, with keeping keeping a, a <laughs> breadth of the old uh devil carefully carefully get some wings going <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine Stabby's like back at the door. He's got like his short bow ready, just like drawn, trained. I have not entered the room yet. <clears throat> Stabby is, uh, or I, I'm, I'm curious. Um, I, I guess I'm more curious why everybody has entered mm -hmm. when we really haven't um, discussed 
you know what what is going on. So I'm I'm staying kind of cautiously outside the door. Tabi, come on, it's abomination in here. Valadir, <laughs> come look, Valadir. Valadir, I I don't want whatever's in there to know that I'm here. Nothing back there. Please. They used don't to date. Talk with me. <laughs> I might be a daddy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I will uh, stand in front of it and give a very, uh, not a bow, but like a, a, a nod of recognition. And in uh, Infernal, uh, I will uh, say, uh, um, Captive of Hunkley, what are you doing here? My name is Cherit. The old man had me come here to answer his questions. I refused, so he held me here. What were the questions he was asking you? He wanted to know how to magically or permanently disguise a book to look like something else. Hmm. Please, I've been here for so long, weeks more. I want to return home. At that point, his, his wings kind of let him touch down on the ground. And you see his six appendages kind of like just post on the ground. He's looks kind of sad. Mm -hmm. What'd you say to it? Is it dying? No. Um, Hunkley, uh, summoned it here to answer some questions however this uh um this creature is not particularly cooperative um I do you know I'll, I'll turn back and questions. switch back to infernal and say what was the nature of the book that he was asking about he was a very abstinate old man he threatened to leave me bound here to ponder the wisdom of my actions. He never said the book. He wanted the information. Hmm. I wouldn't give it to him because he kept me here so long. Hmm. And then he never returned. Have you seen him? Is he around? Oh, we have seen him. Um, just the other day, I believe. We are... Uh simply uh just house sitting for him so you're responsible for me and being here still are we the ones that put you there i think not no but you could release me and send me back to health i will give you a secret mm. That's a tempting thought. And I'll turn to the others and say, now, I know you're probably shocked by this. This creature is trying to bargain its way out of here. And it is offering a secret. 
Um, and by the way, as I'm, I'm turning to the others, I'm speaking in a more hushed tone and standing a little closer to the door so that um, Stabby uh, can would be able to hear. I can read your anus. <laughs> <laughs> I hear there's a lot of unusual skills that uh, devil kind have. <gasps> He looks like he's taken offense by that, but he he tends to simmer down and let you convey with your comrades. Um, I uh, can I tell how far up the devil food chain this thing is, like a hierarchy. Yeah, from your last check, I would venture to say he's pretty low. Okay. Uh, nothing really near in power to the Sheer that we defeated, right? The Sheer was a fiend. He was not well, a Well, so devils and demons are fiends. Well, this um, was a motherfucking fiend. Okay. Fair enough. You see that guy right there, Valadir? He's wild. Oh, God. <laughs> what? That shows, you, she, that shows you what kind of fiend uh, that Sheer was just by him being with your boys right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I, I, uh, I, I'll glance over to that little table in the, uh, over at the um, east wall. What did, Can I tell what's on there? Yeah, you see a, a real thin... Uh, very worn leather book to the point where the leather is almost uh, like yellowing. Mm -hmm. That's okay. all that's on there. It looks like it's probably, uh, I don't know, maybe six by nine. Okay. Um, and there's no other notable features about the room aside from the circle this devil and the book with, on the stand. That is all that is in this room. Okay. There's nothing else in there at all. Um, I'll kind of turn to everyone else and say, look, we could stay here and engage with the devil for a time and see if it, we could learn anything useful. Uh, I do not think that is a wise use of our time, even if he does have information that we need. Um, I'm going to inspect this book here, unless anyone had any other thoughts, and then I think we should be on our way. Stabi, are you are you still out of the room? I am. Okay. Hmm. Creatures contained. I say we close door and come back later. Dempsey, do you have a thought? Um, I mean, I'm good with that. What kind of secret do you think this thing might know? Well. I do not believe he's terribly high up in the hierarchy of hell. Um, so I don't think that there's many. He would have a, a number of arcane secrets that even an experienced wizard would be interested in. Um, but uh, maybe I, I he can tell us something about Hungley, though, something a little bit closer to home. I'm sure he could, but I would. I do not have enough skill dealing with otherworldly beings. I say it as I kind of like look back over my shoulder in kind of in the direction of the devil, but not at the devil. 
And um, he, he can't hear you. He's, no, no, he's no. trying to. No, he's that. He's that's trying fine. to make his his. I Warren am doing that for a completely other reason. As I make this statement, of I I'm not skilled enough with otherworldly beings to try to elicit information such as that. Hmm. Let Can me this... see what this book is. It may be something uh, that would be prudent for us, and then I think we should be on our way. Can this um, thing understand us? It probably knows some common. I don't know how well it would speak. If you want to talk with it for a moment, do not Maybe agree. you soothe it with a song. <laughs> well, do no, not... his buzzing noises is kind of annoying. Do not agree to anything and do your best not to answer any of its questions. We could sing duets. It's Wednesday night karaoke at the Greyhounds. You know place? What a place. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to join you. Let me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You me, no. I play the wing. No, no. We will not be letting you out. Um, I will walk over to the uh, table real quick and see if I can determine the nature of that book. Okay. As you open it up, you see it's got 87 pages to it. It's not very thick. Uh, the paper inside is, is rough, coarse, and everything in it is handwritten. Uh, you see it contains all kinds of notes, but it's probably going to take you about an hour or so for in-depth study of this book. Okay. Um, can I determine if the book itself is magical? Make your arcana check. Uh, 16. 16. It contains no magical attributes about it. It just seems to be some kind of a notebook that is well used and well written and okay i will close it take make it a, with me uh, make a, a an insight check let's do that or investigation do investigation oh investigation yeah uh that is a 16 as well 16 everything from as you're flipping through the pages and whatnot, just trying to trying to realizing that this is going to take me some time. You realize, though, that the entire book is written by the same individual. This this thing. Just by the same individual. Books oh, that are written by, by the same person. Whoa. Oh. Well, different from a lot of other <laughs> things that have been cobbled together in the past from other magic users and stuff. Sometimes they'll get something and they'll put it in a in a their mm -hmm. personal binder and it may be just leaflets that they've collected through the years so no I, I i had misheard you i thought you had said about the same person no no oh, i'm sorry bye. about the no, same no, no no it's fine um okay uh i close it pick it up and turn around to leave um and i say uh this will as i hold it up um, this will take me some time to deal with. Um, and this is not something I'm prepared to deal with unless I have perhaps a full day. I say as I gesture to the uh, the little demon, the devil fly baby. 
I could help you. I could tell you secret. Like, we're going to go for takeout. We'll be right back. And then he walks out. Take me with you. Take out. Yeah. Hello. Let's and leave. then you close the door. <laughs> Are you still there? What What was going on in there? What, what happened? Oh, uh... There is a creature in there that Hunkley has bound to a particular spot, a, a devil of some type. And while it's not particularly strong, I'm sure it has much knowledge that would be useful to us. However, questioning a devil to get worthy information is a time-consuming process and not time that we have. Why did you just kill it? That's what I'm saying. Because I don't know the full extent of its powers, even if it is not something that is particularly strong. If we attack it, we break the circle that it is in, and therefore it can use a number of different things. It could be uh, a devil that, while physically weak, may know powerful uh, enchantment spells. Would you like to be charmed by something like that, Stabby? No, but we have you. We have a powerful magic user among you have a group. powerful magic user who has expended most of his magic at the moment. You need a rest? I mean, we need to finish with this manner and move on. I would much rather um let the Baroness know of this creature being here and then letting her know that we can either question it if she wishes. Or we can, um, uh, or we can destroy it at her decision. So you're saying let the Baroness decide this this creature's fate. Yes. Now, as an impartial DM, there was a certain <laughs> cri- <laughs> there was Sorry. a certain criteria that she specified for the coin that she's paying. Remove traps and remove all threats. But it's not threatening right now. Yeah, is it yeah. considered a threat if it's in the thing? You know, you it know where it's going to be. It's contained. It's Come back check off devil right here. <laughs> Just don't open jar. Or the good thing is, if you let it out, but if it never gets let out, will it kill you? Who knows? You know, Warren, do you do you believe that we would be placing the group at adverse risk if we engaged at this time? Do you feel it better that we? I mean, it continue is always, our. It it is always better that we uh, come back with all of our resources. I do not think it we would have another incident. And I look over at Paladier that would require us to have more help. Um, but that said, I also don't know the full extent of this thing's powers. I just got this tuned, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll. I think that, you know, say one. Flint's body is still warm and it's not going to be a good move for us to, you know, it's not respect for a, respectful for us to run into another battle unprepared and then somebody else dies. For all you know, Caladestina might be spooning Flynn's body. <laughs> Come here, little preacher boy. <laughs> uh, uh, Dempsey, I Warren. Let, let us let us uh, take a vote among us, and 
you included Valadir as you are currently among our group. Who wishes to simply deal with this creature here and now? I say nay. Stabby, Dempsey. <clears throat> Warren, I, I, you, you've convinced me at this point that, that we should move along and perhaps we come back uh, before we leave the manor and, and deal with this creature. It's like there's a voice somewhere telling me that we should deal with this thing. So, um, yeah, I vote that, but I think after a rest would be a good idea. Okay. Um, let us continue down the hall then. Uh, Dempsey, if you don't mind. Yep. So we'll continue looking for floor pit traps. Um, see what's next. Okay, Dempsey. So you journey the 30 feet back to the main hallway which leads to the south you see it goes down for 90 feet more before it turns to the east as you get down to the Anywhere? corner mm -hmm. you look to the east and you see that that hallway itself goes for about 100 feet still 10 feet wide before it turns to the north they just keep moving okay. just keep walking Looking for the next uh, place keep, of interest. Keep trucking down this hallway. When it gets to the end at the east wall, you see it turns to the north. And it looks like it goes up for about 35 feet. And there is a door against the west wall of the hallway, but all the way at the end of the hallway. I'm sorry, what kind of door? Just a door. That's oh, at the, a door. It's at the end of the hallway. Okay. But against the western wall. And okay. that's uh, 35 feet or so up to the north. Right. Approach. See if mm -hmm. it's uh, going to kill us. Oh, I like killing things. It's a mimic. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> Tell me what you'd like to do. I will approach and just make sure the surrounding area. And then I'm going to call to Stabby. All right. Do you want to give give a look at this door and see if it's dangerous, please? Yeah. Hey. Think? Hey, Warren, can, do you t detect any magic on this door? Uh, does my 22 Arcana check determine if there's any magic or um, funky thing going on with this door? Hanky there's pinky. no magic emanating from this door. And it's like, a, it's like a slight side note. So far, everything you've encountered down here has not been magically protected. Hmm. You know, it's like if you found the secret door... It's almost as though whatever mm -hmm. was down here. I, 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 I could very well be jinxing this, and I'm hoping by me acknowledging that I'm jinxing this, I'm not actually jinxing this. <laughs> However, I believe that because we are behind the secret door, Hunkley may have been a little less diligent with some of his magical traps. If that does not extend to uh, what's keeping our uh, companion back there uh, stuck in that room. But no, no magic here, Stappy. Okay. Um, Warren, you mentioned that your magical abilities are depleted at this time. Oh, don't get me wrong. I can still hold my own. I would prefer to hold your own my what? own. <laughs> your own what? <laughs> hey, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, sir. They shit or and throw bolts. stones? <laughs> 
Um, but uh, <laughs> if there is danger, I can still bring um, br bring a fair amount of my power to bear. Okay, I just, you know, I we don't have Flint anymore. No. That I understand. Just rub that in. He's like, what am I, chop liver? <laughs> I'm right here, Stubby. <laughs> you don't like the loot? Uh, Valadir, um, with all due respect, you haven't shown us what you can do in battle yet, so I'm I'm not... Uh... <laughs> Start strobing, <laughs> baby! <laughs> Listen to this solo. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it makes you feel. I understand, Stubby. You have lost a good friend. We have, and I appreciate that, that you're uh, respective of that. Um, I will, I pull out the, the keys that I have. I believe it's a bronze key, skull key, and um, I'll have to go back through my notes. Should be I know iron it's a key. iron key. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, was that Flint's voice? <laughs> I was just thinking, I could just see like Valadir as he's playing, just tears going down his eyes and his own music is just moving him so much. <laughs> I get caught up in emotional. Uh, first, I'm going to check this door for traps. First okay. off. Go for it. Okay. So uh, that is a, ooh, I rolled a one, but halfling luck allows me to roll nice. again. Such garbage. Oh, I rolled one again, and I have halfling luck and get to roll again. Is that how halfling luck works? You just like know, never man. roll one. Yeah. We need to look into our own mechanics. I was gonna our say, own give, give, me, give me, give me just a moment here. Let's that, look. That... So people at home, write in if that's how it works. <laughs> They're writing in to ask us how that shit works. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Blind leading the blind. <laughs> we roll Let's against to be we'll, we'll uh, when you roll end. a one on the d20 for an attack roll ability check or saving throw you can re-roll the dice and must use the new roll Ooh, oh epic okay. fail so, but you can still yeah. do it as often as you like there's no like short rest room. that's awesome no he, that's it he's done one and done yeah. one one and Literally done I rolled one a one so you do not seem to detect anything out of the ordinary with this door. Okay. You're probably um, still mentally preoccupied with the uh, the little conversation you guys had about whatever was in that room that you yourself did not see. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to first try the, or hey, Dempsey, can you try this door first? Just Love try to. the <laughs> Just try the handle and see if it opens. Sure. Yeah, so he just reaches out. And it un it's unlocked. I'm still going with that. Just because it's a one doesn't mean we know it's a one. So he's yeah, like, no, as far as you, he's you concerned, like it, it's sure. not trapped. As far as he's yeah. concerned. Yeah, as far as there I'm concerned, go. it's not trapped. As he steps away 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah, so Dempsey's walking in like he owns the place. Okay. You see the door opens up and, and onto a 10-foot wide hallway still. And it goes for about 40 feet before you see it open onto a room to the around the corner to the north. But you can't see that from the door. You don't know what's around that corner to the north. I feel like he should open it. And he does that thing where he starts like like he's having a like a ellipse, whatever you call it. He's like epilepsy. Seizure. He's like freaking out. And you guys are like, ah, and he's like, ah, pussies and just keeps walking. 
so weird. <laughs> 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 nice. Charge in. Right I lean, if you I lean this over to Stabby. To <laughs> I, I lean over to Stabby. How about when we go back to deal with that devil, we sh- just throw him into the circle with it. <laughs> Dude, it'd be like a, Lord, like a sumo you, fighting, you know? Like, it, it won't hurt you. Go right in. Dempsey's like, perfect. Oh, Warren, you crack me up. So you see this this elongated corridor stretching for 40 feet. You know that the room curves around to the north. And at the end of the 40 feet, it looks as though a portion of the room is probably another 20 feet beyond that. That's just how far the hallway is before. But from where you are, you can't really, can't see much of anything else. Oh, do you want to uh, take your magic hand and bring the the torch in? Uh, yes, certainly. Oh, that's right. We have a floating torch, don't we? <laughs> yes, I will uh, have the torch float down the uh, hallway. Are you um, following the torch, Dempsey? No, I'm going to wait until it gets in. I want to get a look at what's in the room first. Okay, it's still it was still low lit, but as you send the torch down it begins to illuminate more of the hallway and stuff you see it about 25 feet down the hallway you see that there are certain uh, inscriptions along the walls on the ceiling on the floor everything in this place is magic just about I'll just uh, slowly cautiously start going in so i'll get and- up to where the torch is uh, and the the walls and the floor and and just like all the bricks and everything, they're they're still radiating radiating that low hum of magic, right? Yeah, and that's been consistent throughout the entire structure. Which I didn't mm-hmm. want you to confuse that with when you're detecting magic on other things. You say, well, can I detect magic? I'm already assuming that as part of the process, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're looking for something in in excess to what you've already detected. Right. So, like I said, about twenty five feet, you start seeing these. Uh, these these inscriptions along the, the walls and the ceiling and the floor. Okay. How far do you send this torch down? Um, uh, I can only send it down 30 feet. Uh, okay, it so can't go further, send further it five than that. feet deeper then if you wanted to. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll have the torch go out to its limit and then it's giving off right now 40 feet of bright light and another 40 feet of dim light. Um, seeing these inscriptions, uh, are they, do they appear to be like, uh, marking out a particular place in the room, like an area? Do they appear to be sort of a formula? Um, or is it like an actual, does it appear to be like a message or something? It, the the way that it's, that they're inscribed on the floors and the walls and the ceiling and whatnot, if they go beyond just that point not just in the hallway but it looks like they extend into the room and possibly to the north from everywhere that you can see to the north. what the fuck um so, from where from where you guys are at the doorway even though you do have vision that will let that'll grant you to see uh it's still pretty obscure the clarity of what you're looking at unless you were to get closer or or send something down to take a sample and bring it back, some kind of a snapshot or whatever. I'm trying to get an idea of what you guys want to do. I don't want to give 
take away your agency, but I don't want to give you anything without you telling me something. I'm just going to run my hand down the wall. And um, now you're back by the door, though, right? Or are you? I was following the-, the torch in. Okay. Well, he said that it went the full extent. So it went five feet deeper than the start of these inscriptions on the wall. So okay. it's at 30 feet into the hallway. So as you go along and you, you step onto the onto the markings and whatnot, mm-hmm. put your hands on it. It, it feels just like is something is painted on the stones themselves. And he's just like, what, what does all this do? You have this stuff in your house? And, and it's like gibberish to you. Uh, I just look at uh, you, Dempsey, and just say, uh, with Quirk Dibro, uh my house has crumbled to dust probably about a century ago. That said, um, many practitioners use some variation of this for a number of different things. Um, uh, I did not look closely at the metric circle of that devil back there, but it's possible something like this was used roughly to, or, or a different version of this was used to keep him there. Um, I'll, uh, go up to where, uh, Dempsey is and have the torch go at the appropriate amount of distance there, um, to still keep it at my max range okay. and try to get like a kind of a better idea of this room and like what, what was its function? Well, from, from where you are five feet into the inscription, you send the torch deeper mm-hmm. you see that the room itself goes to the, to the Northern portion it's at least 20 feet wide but as the torch moves towards the wall you see that about 10 feet of the southern wall Mm -hmm. of that hallway that that's down at the farthest end Mm -hmm. you just see this white opaque wall Mm -hmm. like a like a light like a white opaque light just taking up 10 feet wide from floor to ceiling and okay. as the torch has moved, you see that the, those those inscriptions, uh, those symbols and whatnot are, are still within the room and on the floor and the ceiling and everything as well. Obviously not on the white opaque wall, though. Was this some sort of scrying room? Mm-hmm. So, okay. A bit, bear, <laughs> bear, with me, bear with me here for a second. So, if you're like a woodsmith just to throw out an example and you walk into another woodsmith's uh workshop you're going to recognize pretty uh, pretty quickly what it is but if you go into um say a carpenter or a mason's shop uh uh, like workroom you're not going to be anywhere near as familiar but you're still going to have a pretty good idea of like what the room is for so by that same extension can I get like a... Well, let me ask you this. Are you a scryer? Can you scry? Um, I mean, I ha- uh, have... I have minimal divination magic. Most of... Um, uh, most of my magic and powers and such are of a more forceful nature. Of course it is. Um, this doesn't look like anything along those lines. Okay. In fact, uh, make a history check. 
Okay. Uh, check to everybody make a history check. Actually, where are you at, Stubby? Uh, <clears throat> I'm still back at the door. Okay. I haven't moved. Then you don't. Valadir, where you don't need to. I was going to say, I'm probably in the back with Stibby. Yeah. Dempsey, why don't you make a history check as well? Dose. Dose? Dose. Dose. I don't know. Squat. What do you got, Warren? Um, uh, an 18. An 18? Some of these symbols look very similar to the ones that you saw in the room where the shear was at. Not Stupid all of them. question. Not all of is them. anything Some else of in this room with us? Or are we just you guys are ignoring still in the, the elephant in the room? Well, you guys are still in the hallway. Until you guys tell me where you're going, I can't talk about anything else. So I don't want to oh. do that. Oh, I, I apologize. I thought Dempsey and I had actually stepped a few feet into the room. Okay. That was that was as you enter the more common room mm-hmm. proper, you see that, like I said, it's it's about twenty feet from east to west outside of that hallway and mm-hmm. it goes forward about 30 feet okay you see against the eastern wall that there's a like a rickety looking little table and on this table looks like a set of uh a set of armor leather looking armor a scimitar and a and a short sword and like i said to the south you see that there's this this bright white opaque light wall that's just there mr stabby i think there might be another secret door in here and he's gonna like gesture at it like look at this thing and maybe go up and like push it you go up and push it see if there's Mm -hmm. anything there i need you to make a con save for me oh fuck Uh, by the way i'm still back at the door nine What did you get? I got a nine. Okay. But I have half thing of luck, so I'll... Oh. <laughs> oh. You I can re-roll sevens, so it's... Hold on a second. I gotta find something here. Luck of the Seven, Irish for St. Patty's and eight. <laughs> Sevens and eights are wild tonight. <laughs> oh, fuck. You take 16 points of radiate damage and are immediately blinded. Okay. So you just see him immediately come back and he's like clutching his face. He's like, bad decision, bad decision, bad decision. Stay away from the wall. Oh. Damn, see, I could have told you that one. But you didn't. I know. (laughs) Too bad he didn't take hearing damage. (laughs) You would have heard him tell you I told you so. Ah, okay. Seeing to be, you want to check that for a a hidden door, (laughs) dude? I'm back at the door that didn't fucking blind me. He just kind of closes the door on you guys. (laughs) So we go to Greyhand, Stubby. (laughs) I'm um, what where does our current um, so Valadier's with me, right? Yes, okay. Um, Warren, you're up by Dempsey, yeah. You see, you see Warren and Dempsey go into the room, you see Warren look. To the right, you see Dempsey go to the south wall. Hey, Stubby, check this. And you just see this blinding burst of light. And you just see him walk around, you know, just turn around. 
with just I'll eight ball eyes. I'll carefully go up to him um, and uh, uh, say, uh, Dempsey, back, back this way, before I actually put my hand on him and then put my hand on his shoulder and carefully guide him back. You know, this would be the, an opportune oh. moment to punch him in the back of the no, neck no, 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 like no. he did it's to gonna you. Be, it's, that is a good idea. <laughs> it's going to be like um, in the Van Damme movie where the guy shoots the powder in his eyes, so the referee comes up oh, and he like grabs yeah. him and he almost gets him. And then he's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> the dim mark. Um, okay. Not to hit the back. Given, nice. given that effect that just happened to Dempsey and like, uh, uh, as I'm trying to figure this out, I'm like pulling him away from the wall, going to guide him back to the door. And I kind of like try to like hand him off to Stabby and Valadir. And I'm standing essentially where I can see that wall. Um, and I can also see like Dempsey, Valadir, and Stabby, and just be like, uh, just looking at it, seeing that effect. Does that give me any insight as to what this room might be for? The room that that house that has everything in there, right? Yeah. Because you said it, it's largely just got the inscriptions, and then there's that wall on one, right, one side. Okay. From what you can gather from the inscriptions on the floor and the ceiling, they're not like everywhere. I mean, they're just like on the floor, mm -hmm. ceiling, walls, and everything. It would almost seem as though Hung Clay probably had something down here. Mm -hmm. Possibly, he was trying to keep. He was trying to what? Keep. Because you can recall that the sheer fiend mm -hmm. that you guys dealt with, there were similar markings along. Right. But, he but you don't see any letters on these walls like you did down there. But the sheer, he had the sheer prisoner. So mm -hmm. why would he bring the sheer in here? The only thing I could think of would be is that this might be a more effective room to interrogate him. Dempsey, are you okay? Dempsey, are you no okay? Idea. He's like, what? Would you play him a ballad there, Valadir? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Think, you um, don't need your eyes to appreciate good music. He is gonna by the light, like... man. <laughs> Lit up like a deuce. Can I in the night? Nice. <laughs> Can I blindly like pull out a You're... potion and drink it? I'm sure. Valadir will be more than happy to help you with that. Lean your head back. I'll help you. Oh, sure. right. <laughs> You're going to wash my hair? It's getting romantic. <laughs> I could play you a song while you drink this. Um, I'm going to I'm going to do a quick um, intelligence check if I can. I'm going to try to figure out is that wall on the opposite side of the, sh did like we wrap around in such a way that that wall is the opposite side of the Shears dungeon or the Shears cell. You want to do an intelligence check? Yes, basically I'm trying to like literally mentally map out which way we've come. Uh, do a survival check. Okay. Uh, no, that is a four. 
Yeah, you've been so turned around with all the twists and the turns and the hallways and the secret door and the this and that. You're not really certain where in relation to the Shears prison mm -hmm. that you are right now. Okay. Am I still blind? How long is the blind? Uh, it's going to probably okay. last about a minute or so. Okay. But I'm assuming that he's, you know, he's just, he, he's warned. He don't give a fuck about you. So he's just going about his business. So you figure about well, 35 I, like, seconds I later. I passed him off to Validir and Stabby. I figure sweet, my business with yeah, him is you're, done. Here, your kid just shit himself. Hands <laughs> up. <laughs> he's like a cool kid, uncle. But he stinks. <laughs> So after about 45 seconds or so, you know, your eyes start blinking and you start seeing spots and then fuzzy vision. And then eventually your eyes clear away and you see that, yeah, you took a shit ton of damage. And you yeah. said from outside the door, you weren't able to see any of the ruins or anything like that. The scribes onto the wall, correct? From where? Only like, because of standing. the distance. Okay. It's it just so far and they're not sticking off the wall. They're on the wall. So it's like if you were to look down a wall and, and if somebody wrote hazard paint wet, you probably couldn't see it. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? You'd have to get yeah. closer to it and see what they're what it's talking about. Okay. Um, uh, I'll come back and say I'm not certain. I have a couple of ideas of what he may have used the space for, but it is dangerous in here, but I do not have the means to... Um, undanger this room. Undanger the room. <laughs> wow, who took damage there that time? Yeah? I want all of you to take an intelligence. <laughs> undanger the room. That's awesome. Unfuckify this shit. <laughs> I cannot do. That exactly. is so good. I Just am so glad you like what, that there. <laughs> what's, what's left in the room? Do we need to go back in there? I'm not afraid. Maybe you cover your eyes with your hand next time you touch the wall. No, I think, I think that, <laughs> I, I think nobody just should go near that with wall. My hand. Yeah. Perhaps you um, take running start. I make an after you gesture to Validir. <laughs> At this point, Warren thinks that he's like a useful tool. Yeah, show me you're useful by touching that wall. <laughs> exactly. Is that what we're doing? Okay. Useful instrument. That's called the canary <laughs> in the magic coal mine. Um, uh, I I don't know what else I can find out um, about this room. Um, my uh, Hunkley's skill was far beyond mine. I have a few theories of what he might have used this room for, but... I want to look at that armor and the scimitar. Oh. Okay. okay. There was a short sword, too. Yeah. Um, I'll go over there with Dempsey. Don't touch it. <laughs> make, an make an intelligence check as you're inspecting these things uh me or uh dempsey oh i fail whoa that is a uh that's a three three yeah <laughs> yeah just looking at it i mean your eyes are still blinky and tearing up whether it's from the white light or 
Validir's soft strumming or whatnot, but you're not really certain. It just looks like a set of armor and, and two weapons to you. Cool it with the whammy bars. Um, <laughs> the whammy pedal. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, is the weapons or armor, do they appear to be magical? Um, that is a... Uh, a not a hard 20. They both, they all three of them do appear to be giving off some kind of a uh, of inf uh, arcane enforced imbuement. Mm -hmm. And for that, I'll let you know that the uh, that the suit of leather is treated to look like form fitting full plate, but it functions as normal leather armor. Uh, and it's a plus one scimitar and a plus one short sword hmm. okay um these definitely have some um magic uh to them um it appears to be a basic enchantment a little bit more accurate a little bit more damaging um but nothing too extravagant i feel like all the magic stuff you're like i'm gonna take this so it can't hurt anybody and you just like put it in your own pack <laughs> he's just at this point how many books you got I, on you right now warren enough for right. library i know right the dewey decimal over here well no let's see warren warren stash i, I stash that one book that you know who wants um and then i think what and I you grab four books out of a out of a chest and then you just grab that journal too so right 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 yeah well, those four books I grabbed because I was like, we don't want random people to find these. The other ones are at least in like a locked case. It's kind of obvious that it's... Anyways. These are first editions. Right. <laughs> um, They're signed. <laughs> well, uh, the these would be property of, uh, well, Hunkley's relative now. So... Um, and I will very pointedly turn my back to them and leave. Dempsey's still there. Did you write them on your inventory? No, because I have not picked them up. No, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to take them. I'm honest. As I look at the rogue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the rogue is scared of coming into this room. Yeah, I think honestly in character, I would just move on. Yeah. No, uh, Warren, Warren would in this case as well. Um, oh. And we'll exit the room. Um, where else do we have yet to go? From or everything that you can tell, you basically ran out of maneuverability. I mean, whatever, yeah. whatever's going on with that white wall and your little bug friend, bug friend. and the other room, you know, unless you do something else. Those are like the two final portions of Hunkley's Manor that you really need to address. Are we just giving up here, guys? I mean, Dempsey gets a little flash in the face. We meet this buzzing baby thing and we're about to just call it quits. Oh, we whoa, still whoa. have a We're we not giving up. We yeah, still have no, a job. No, no, we're no. We're going no, no, to... No rest and you know do some push-ups 
get our strength back, right? This guy's gonna play some songs. I play songs while Warden, you know, reads his book, his journal. We're gonna get out there and we're gonna murder that freaking fly. Dempsey, where do you where do you uh where do you uh suggest that we rest? You should rest right in front of that circle. <laughs> Just <laughs> anywhere. He's gotta watch yeah. you get stronger. <laughs> I feel like that room's as good as anything, right? All we have to do is sit on the ground and not do anything for an hour. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did. Uh, that's fine, Dempsey. I mean, I'll, I'll take first watch. But I, I'm not, I'm not okay with us just putting our tails between our legs and rolling out of here. Now, didn't you guys already do a short rest? You guys did one in the room that was uh, one of the storage rooms right before you dealt with the sheer demon. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we did. So no short rest. So, longy. Then we need to discuss strategy. If we know the thing is inside of a, you know, a magical thing, how do we approach it and buff up and do our thing? Honestly, um, if I if we are healed, I, I think we have enough. Validair has got most uh, most, if not all, of his uh, magical uh, ability with him. Um, I can't do anything particularly loud and flashy, but I still have enough to be effective. Um, I am a little bit more at a loss for this as I kind of like head nod back to the uh, radiant room. Um, I do not know exactly what uh, to make of it. It is, it is magic that that's far beyond anything I've learned. So shall we go back and uh, shall we take a moment, uh, recover our wounds and go back and say hello to this little friend? Maybe we maybe we take a rest back in the toilet. I left yeah. something for you. Um, I'll tell you what, why don't we take that rest and we'll reconvene next session. Guys, I'm gonna need to sit in that shitter and just stay. Just sitting on that got a long rest. Um, and for reference to uh, Chris, I believe uh, Brian was indicating that we can only benefit from the rest today. Yeah, I understood. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. we got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. 
So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.